for Thursday, August 18, the 230th day of 2022. There are 135 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the app on Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is In the Know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We will have day number eight of Where's Quacky? Plus, we will have today's water cooler question. It will be your chance to win. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's B. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. Happy uh, Thursday. Little, yeah, Little Friday. Little Friday, as you like yes. to call it. Uh, you know, Labor Day is not too far away, and I saw something odd that, you know, people travel around Labor Day. They try to get in some long weekends or so. But Columbus, Ohio is the top trending destination for a long holiday weekend getaway, according to Airbnb. Also, Raleigh, North Carolina, Tampa, Florida, North Kingstown, Rhode Island. There also was Reno, Nevada, uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. But some of those SEC towns like Oxford and Baton Rouge and Ann Arbor and even Lexington, because of the football season kicking off, even made it into the list of Labor Day weekends. Do any of those places sound like some place you'd like to spend the weekend? Um, maybe St. Pete. So you might want to say Lexington as well, because you have a chance to spend some weekends there if you want. He is the five-time <laughs> winner of the coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Mm, not too bad. You like where you live presently? Uh, sure. Yeah? <laughs> you got a built-in alarm clock where you live? Not anymore? No. You don't have a built-in alarm clock anymore? No, I'm not sure That's... if they turned into... Are you talking about uh, my friend Foghorn Leghorn? Yeah, Foghorn mm-hmm. Leghorn. I'm not sure. Foghorn Leghorn might have gotten turned into chicken nuggets or something. So in repurposing real estate, uh, this sounds like science fiction, but it's true. A company is building a super luxurious residential ship that will allow passengers to live at sea permanently. The residences start at $1 million for the ship's lifetime, run as high as $8 million, but then you have to pay all-inclusive fees covering the cost of meals, housekeeping, Wi-Fi, laundry service, gratuities, etc., $61,500 a year, and then it goes up from there. Could you live at sea for the rest of your life? No, but about about three years ago to this day, you all probably thought that you were going to have to live at sea. <laughs> yeah, there's a, we thought that was a possibility. Because that's at least one thing that I was thinking you all were going to do because we were <laughs> – that was, I think, the first time we had consistent Dennis Cook. Oh, has there ever been consistent Dennis Cook? Well, Is that an oxymoron? Well, no, consistent I mean, we, Dennis we, Cook? and then this time last year, we had Dennis Cook week. No, oh, that's true. Where ratings plummeted. Went, <laughs> nearly got canceled. <laughs> nearly got canceled that week last year. Um, 
Yeah, there are those people that are retired that sometimes find it because the cost of living is so high in portions of the country that it's cheaper for them to live on a cruise ship than it is to lay, or an RV live in or Manhattan or an RV or someplace where you're going to have to pay I these fees. It. So it's kind of interesting the number of people that do back-to-back cruises over and over. Uh, he's so sorry he doesn't. He can't even capitalize <laughs> the S in sorry. Uh, I got it. We love you, Dennis. Look forward to seeing you again soon. Uh, sunny, warm day ahead today. We're going to see rain chances increase over the weekend. But between now and then, things look pretty nice. Scattered showers and thunderstorms are possible Saturday. They'll be more widespread on Sunday. The State Fair begins today, and the forecast looks nice for the Louisville area. High of 87 under sunny skies, mostly clear. 65 tonight, mostly sunny, and 89 for tomorrow. And then a a little higher chance of rain on Saturday. So it will be warm on Saturday as well. Uh, From the Department of, well, you could just knock me over with a feather. The CDC says they got COVID wrong. I never thought I would live to actually hear them admit it. Uh, but in a stunning announcement, they announced a shakeup and they are citing COVID mistakes. They are going to reorganize. The head of the nation's top public health agency yesterday announced a shakeup of the organization, saying it fell short responding to COVID-19 and needs to become more nimble. The plan changes at the CDC Uh, leaders call it a reset come amid criticism of the agency's response to COVID-19 monkeypox and others. Dr. Rochelle Walensky told the agency's staff about the changes yesterday. It's a CDC initiative and was not directed by the White House or other administration officials. In all seriousness, I got to give them some credit. Well, I think I'm going to give them credit. I think if it, if it passes, um, if it passes muster, and what we're seeing is actually what's happening. The fact that they could post game it and go, we need to be more nimble. We need to be more prepared for the next public health emergency. The way we had public health constructed is not the best for the American people. We're going to renovate it and make it better in the future. If that's exactly what they're doing and that's what we're being told, then I'm all for that. Uh, you'll hear the skeptics or the cynics, though, will say that they messed it up so bad they can't even cover it up. You know, they say well, it's just uh, we got to admit that it was that it was wrong. So what how this changes, like what how it will feel different for the next public health emergency? I don't know. But, you know, here they are saying we need to do better. We need to be better. And I think they're at least to be admired for admitting it and then trying to do better when we find ourselves in the middle of an emergency. The next go round, former Vice President Mike Pence said yesterday that uh, he has not ruled out and is giving due consideration about testifying before the January 6th committee. He also encouraged, well, implored fellow Republicans to stop lashing out at the FBI over the search of Donald Trump's Florida home. He said that saying that the FBI should be defunded is just as wrong as a push by people to say defund the police. You know, if you're of the conservative idea of the conservative ideology and you hear people say defund the police, you you know, you get you get mad and you get determined to lash back over that. So it it would seem hypocritical to then turn around and say, well, we want to we want to defund the law enforcement agencies that we don't agree with. Well, you can't you can't really sing out both sides of your mouth on that. And um, I, I, as much as anyone, am ready for all of this to just not be the the banner headline every day. But I also think that there's some some level of truth to the idea of the things that they're looking into. But some people won't be convinced, no matter 
what they do or what evidence they produce. FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, says there are they are in Kentucky for the long haul to aid residents of eastern Kentucky who suffered losses from last month's flooding. With 821 employees now in the state, FEMA has approved more than $40.4 million in direct assistance to those who suffered losses. Uh, awards that don't have to be repaid, a total of $32.4 million in housing assistance grants to homeowners to bring their damaged properties to a sanitary and habitable condition, $8 million more in other needs. They also have uh, Small Business Administration disaster loans are uh, of up to $200,000 are available to homeowners to repair or replace disaster damaged or destroyed real estate. So multiple like options that are there. Nearly enough, though. 200000 yeah. on an SBA loan. Well, I'm, no, I'm, I'm just saying in general. I mean, how much was it to, for housing? Uh, $40.4 million in direct assistance. $32.4 in housing assistance grants. These are grants, not loans. And my guess is that in some cases these are supplements to – so what? here's what you might do. Here's my here's my point. If you have three hundred thousand dollars in damage, just use a round number, and you get one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in assistance, what you can do then is go out commercially and borrow one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and then pay that back over an elongated period of time. Or if you were underinsured, it might cover some of the distance. So I don't think that it. To your point, I agree. Probably not going to be cover it to the penny of what people need, but hopefully it is a bridge to some. Thing that is a workable solution for uh, for the for the disaster, and then those SBA loans, of course, are loans, loans. But the the grants forty point four. My guess is the number is on is also only going higher from there. And they, I did read the other day they have um, they had a large number of people. I was surprised at the number of people. Uh, oh, that's what eight hundred twenty one FEMA employees are in the state right now. Eight twenty one seems like a lot. Wow. Well, they've been they've been busy. I yeah, mean, they've been they a abso- lot. To, absolutely have. I mean, you just ask ask Misty. I mean, she's not a FEMA employee, but pretty much where FEMA is, she is too. She knows some. Uh huh. The U.S. Department of Agriculture's Agriculture Marketing Service announced yesterday it has signed a cooperative agreement with Kentucky under the Local Food Purchase Assistance Cooperative Agreement Program. Could that's, be not. That's a mouthful. We need an acronym. That's a that's a mouthful of food. Um, the Through the agreement, the Kentucky Department of Agriculture will seek to purchase and distribute locally grown, produced, and processed food from underserved producers. It is a $5.4 million grant. It's authorized by the American Rescue Plan. It's part of a $400 million being awarded uh, nationwide to maintain and improve food and agricultural supply chain resiliency, supporting local, regional, and underserved producers through the purchase of food produced within the state or within 400 miles of delivery destination. I saw some of the uh, the partners involved in this. UK's Cooperative Extension Service, we know them, the Kentucky State University Small Farm Program, the Kentucky Center for Agriculture and Rural Development, and the Feeding Kentucky Network of Food Banks, which my I, th- I think the root system of that then includes our neighbors uh, over at the Grayson County Alliance. So some of that will... I think some of those dollars eventually benefit uh, our community downstream. I'm sure Whitney Carmen will see some of those, too. Um, most likely, yeah. We'll have a front row seat to that. The State Fair begins today. As I mentioned, the 118th Kentucky State Fair opens today, launches 11 days of celebration of the state's history, heritage, and culture. One of the um, 
they're kind of expecting six hundred thousand, maybe something back closer to what um, to what they have expected. It's they had reduced uh, attendance the last couple of years. Uh, two things to mention: First Responders Day is Sunday, August twenty eighth. So first responders will be being celebrated. If you've got valid proof of employment, I think you get some special treats at the fair that day. And then they have something called Rescue Ridge. It's the 9-11 Never Forget exhibit. And um, it has an interactive mobile exhibit honors the heroes and victims of 9-11. Artifacts including steel beams from the World Trade Center, documentary videos, etc. will be on display at the fair. So something you 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 know you're looking at a picture of the state fair when in the... The upper right-hand corner, chicken on a stick. Chicken on a stick. (laughs) They got all kinds of great delicacies at the State Fair. The University of Kentucky football program has been occupying. They've been uh, sucking up most of the oxygen in the room when it talks talks about preseason football. But UofL is also preparing for an upcoming football season. It is hard for me to believe, Sam, that Scott Satterfield will be beginning his fourth year as Cardinals head coach. It doesn't. Scott's tots? I guess because it's been a blur because of COVID and they've just been terrible. It just seemed like a blur. But they are looking to seek to complete games. Have they only been playing three quarters? I've not paid attention to well, I think they, games. I don't even know that they showed up against UK last Do year. Do they take their pads off after the uh, third quarters and go on to the locker room? Well, usually or? they're behind by so much that it I, doesn't matter. Do you think they'll be better? They can't continue to be as bad well, as I mean, they have been, can they? They, they really, got to be I mean, better. When we think of they, they haven't been terrible. I mean, they were six and six or something. So I mean, the, the when, a, when, a, when a previous couple of years ago they were two and twelve or two and ten or whatever True. it is. So they, they've at least. I mean, they're not completely terrible. It just looks like they've been terrible because they've lost to Kentucky by a million. But some media outlet though gave the ACC their counterparts in the ACC. The privilege of anonymity, you know, you get a lot of coach speak, and yeah. boy, they really got things going over there. And they won't throw they won't throw big barbs at coaches publicly. Uh-huh. But given the opportunity to talk privately or with anonymity, oh. it sounds like to me even the ACC has their doubts about Scott Satterfield keeping his job. Oh yeah, I mean, you can see that even with coaches. I mean, you'll talk, yeah. you'll like high school coaches. You can say, oh, what do you think about that guy? Ooh, I like that guy a lot. Or ooh, <laughs> ooh. Yeah, and so or referees. What know, you, it's and, the same thing. Wh- where are you? What's your barometer on UK? Are you buying in? Or are you just kind of waiting to see if they can I deal call, with prosperity? Or? I feel like I'm very similar to as as being a Bengals fan, cautiously optimistic. Okay, I got cautiously it. optimistic. Here's the thing I will tell you about UK football. It used to be if one thing went wrong, then suddenly it was over. Forget it because they had to play perfectly to be able to succeed. Now I think they can deal with some setbacks I mean, and still manage, you know, we, their way through it. We've talked about it a couple of times. The the biggest thing is going to be that second game of the season against Florida. Right, right. That's if, that'll be if, the week. If Kentucky wins that, then I think they're gonna be all in. If they lose that, it 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 can go get a little hairy. Is NC State number thirteen? That's apparently what Roger Walsh says. No, I know what poll my, he's looking my at. My parents are actually going to an NC State game in, in October. They, uh, did we they got a connection. A, did they lose a bet? No, my cousin oh. is one of their football recruiters. Gotcha. So okay. she's hooking them out, getting me some. It may, I might even get some NC State gear. Sam, I feel a little responsible. I'm just going to go ahead and apologize. Am I the one accepting the blame for Joey Votto, Joey Votto's season-ending rotator cuff surgery? It was a week ago. Uh, I think a week ago tomorrow. I bragged on mm-hmm. how much I like Joey Votto playing mm-hmm. in the is Field of Dreams game, like and, the KSR curse, but now the in the no curse. I I suddenly decided that I was 
because I admire Joey Votto, and now he is going to miss the rest of the season. Uh, is this his way of saying, I'm not I'm not going to waste my time with this? The, you think I it's a serious thing? Yes, I don't think Joey Votto is that kind of player because okay. he's played on bad teams before. Yeah. I mean, a couple of years ago, he played 162 every game on a team that was not very good at all. So I don't think he's that kind of player. I think it is a legitimate thing, and because they're bad, mm-hmm. it's one of those things that it's like, well... Good time as ever to, to get it fixed. But it probably means he'll be back. You know, if he's getting it fixed now, he's trying to get ready for next yeah, year. Yeah, I so. hope I hope this is not what ends it. Yeah, because right. that's, a, that's a bad way to go out. Yeah. All right, we got to get to a break. When we come back, uh, Cindy Carmen from the ECTC Litchfield campus is here. We've been talking a lot about ECTC recently. We're going to get more in-depth, give you some information you need, get you introduced to Cindy and the campus. So hang around here on In the Know. Today is Fajita Day. It is also Mail Order Catalog Day today. And it is Never Give Up Day today. It's also day number, what are we, day number nine of Where's Quacky. And first we need to wrap up day number eight of Where's Quacky. We wanted to know where Quacky spent the day yesterday. And Melinda Ray knew that Quacky spent the day yesterday at uh, the Jack Thomas house. The Jack Thomas house is where Quacky spent the day yesterday. Melinda Ray knew it, and now she has her very own duck in the Ducking Hunger Regatta. Has a K105 t-shirt. She may have won $1,000 in the regatta. So here's day number nine of Where's Quacky. We're asking you, where is Quacky spending the day? Over on our Facebook page, there is a photograph, this photograph, in mm. fact, and underneath it, you'll need to comment and tell us where Quacky is spending the some day. Good art. And this time, it does look like some, some, some very sophisticated uh, artwork. So we'll find out where, where Quacky is. So make sure you comment that for your chance to win in day number nine of Where's Quacky. It's also the day we say good morning and welcome to Cindy Carmen from the ECTC Litchfield campus. Good morning. Welcome. Good, good morning. It's good to, good to see you. This is the, um, it's it's the back to school season for everyone. Whether it's your kindergarten or whether you're in post secondary education, uh, everybody's in that back to school mode. And I presume all the folks at ECTC Litchfield are excited about the season ahead. Yes, we are. We are excited. We're back. Everybody with that anticipation and the push to get it all done and ready to go. So we started Monday. And uh, we've got a pretty packed house. Even at the college level, do you see those? Do you do you see those telltale signs of a new school year? Are the pencils extra sharp? Are the backpacks extra clean? Are the oh. hair, haircuts extra oh, yes. good? Oh yeah. yes, 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 absolutely. <laughs> they come in with the new backpacks, and sure. they're always full of all kinds of questions as well, too. So. Cindy, to people that haven't met you before, what what is what's your act, what's your exact role within ECTC's Litchfield campus? What all things do you oversee? Uh, so, I originally we opened the campus. Let me go back just a little ways. We opened almost ten years ago. Wow. We opened in the fall, in the summer, June of two thousand thirteen. So we are approaching that 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 ten year mark. We're working on that. Uh, So when we started, uh, I was an administrative assistant and then quickly became an academic advisor. And then uh, I have now transitioned into 
doing uh, academic advising along with interim director there. I saw that in your you know in your email signature it mm-hmm. says interim director I made reference to this in the first segment. Did you lose a bet or something? Is that why <laughs> I don't know for sure what the- I lost. <laughs> I don't know if it I'm was not, a, a I'm one- not 100% sure about that one. <laughs> well, you're you're making your way through it no matter what. Yeah, it's I can't I can't believe it's been 10 years yeah. of the Litchfield campus because as you've, you know, even even as you've heard me share, you know, I grew up in an era when we, it was called ECC. Right. Um, you know, I, when I took my ACT, we did it at the Pritchard Community Center. Right. Um, but ECC has really uh, morphed and transitioned and grown. And just to see in the last 30 to 40 years what ECTC has involved, evolved into with the student center, the campus root system being uh, deepened there in Elizabethtown, these satellite hubs that are orbiting around it now, including in Litchfield. I, I, the thing I love about your campus in Litchfield is that it still looks, I can't believe it's 10 years old, it still looks, A, brand new, B, it looks futuristic, it looks forward-thinking, it doesn't look like the old schoolhouses that right. we think of a schoolhouse. This looks like... Your building, Cindy, looks like possibility. Right. Well, and I have to give credit where credit's due. So it is a beautiful campus to start with. Uh, we have an amazing uh, maintenance fellow there who takes so much pride in how beautiful our campus looks on the outside. Um, and, you know, the good thing is the way the building was built, there is potential there for expansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the way they built the building, hopefully before too long, we will see that come to fruition. Um, I, I, the the fact that that campus is also a byproduct of a uh, a lifelong of service of Mr. Kelly and his involvement in the community yes. and then the proceeds of his blood, sweat, and tears and the involvement of then Twin Lakes Regional and yes. their involvement in planting the seeds that developed into this campus in a prime location in our community. It's, it's, uh, it's centered in an area where it's accessible to everyone. It is on, uh, it's in, you know, it's just, it's just a beautiful, it's a beautiful area. And it has to be, I would imagine, let's, before we even get to the students, I imagine it has to be a place that the staff and the faculty love arriving to every day and going to work. Oh, I think so. I would hope so anyway. <laughs> we try to make sure they all come in and are, are ready to go and have a good, a big smile on their face. But we take a lot of pride there. Um, you know, we have seen many students come through there. Um, you know, like I said, the remarkable uh, beauty outside of that campus and knowing that we have the uh, uh, the Memorial Park right down. And then we have great neighbors in the Aquatic Center. Oh, yeah. So we see lots of folks and, uh, you know, we're just a stone's throw away from the hospital mm-hmm. um, there at Owensboro Twin Lakes. So we are in a prime area. And like I said, um, we take a lot of pride in the way that looks. And we want our students and our parents and our community also take pride in that too and know that we work hard to make sure that it stays that way i will presume also that the proximity to the public library is a great resource as well yes and students can just walk literally by you know walk just across wallace there Mm -hmm. you know to get to get to the public library and that's a beautiful building by the way too we should all be proud oh yeah it's it's wonderful you know it's a bit of a i kind of think back to again my lifetime and seeing the evolutional journey of of your organization of this organization and the role that it it takes i i was thinking this morning about how we will never know we in 
when I started, you had to go to Elizabethtown to be able to participate in ECC, then ECTC. And there were a lot of people that utilized that because it was so accessible. But there were still some people that it was a barrier to get there. There was travel every day. There was a commute. There was a, and then the campus came to us. So the thought came to my mind this morning, Cindy, we will never know what lives wouldn't have gone in a positive direction had the campus not come to Litchfield. Like you've got 10 years of having your flag planted in local soil, if you will, that has changed lives for the good that people have gone on to get good jobs, raise good families, earn a living. We'll never know how many of those wouldn't have happened in a positive way had the campus never come here. Does that make sense? It does. We talk about that a lot with students. And, you know, we have a lot of students that say they're so thankful that they don't have to travel. Now, granted, E-Town is not, a (laughs) you know, a huge distance. Sure. But, you know, if they can get that at home, and they're so comfortable there, you know, um, and the good thing about our campus is is that you don't just come to class there. Um, it's not just that part of it. It is everything. We help you with admissions. We help you with financial aid. Um, we set you up with your classes. We let you meet our, our faculty. It is truly, for us, a one-stop shop. You know, so you can get whatever you need there. If there are things that we can't do, we do know who to you know who to get into contact with and on main campus to help us make that happen. For a long time, the perception has been, well, it's an affordable option. You can go there for two years, you mm-hmm. know, because if you think of college being four years, two of them, you can go to ECTC right. and you can get your general ed, and right. then you'll max out, and then you have to go somewhere else to finish. But because of this major paradigm shift that is happening in education. That that's misleading now. I mean, now the, the, with the way that your curriculum is is changing and transitioning in the coming years, you don't you might not necessarily have to go somewhere else in the future. Right. Well, and what I try to tell students is there are several different directions you can go, and there is always that two year, that two plus two, what we used to call it, mm-hmm. where you come in and you get an associate's degree in science or an associate's degree in art. That's a sixty credit hour degree and then you transition or transfer into a university to to then complete your major there's also what i call go to work degrees those are applied degrees in specific areas so for instance as opposed to getting 60 hours or 45 hours of general education you get 15 hours of general education and then you get 45 hours that's based solely in the area that you're seeking employment right so human services for example those social work classes business those business classes, you know, so we're going to give you a well-rounded general education, you know, a, a, a set of classes, but we're also going to help you get started in that focus area where you're hoping to move forward in as you begin your career. I'm so glad you mentioned business because to some people they say, well, I mean, I, I just want to be a master plumber or I want to be an HVAC or we're spending a lot of time now talking about vocational tracks because we don't have enough technicians now, people doing mechanical work and there's a major demand for those. Listen, if you want to operate your own, if you want to be an electrician and operate your own business, you better have some business training before you do that you know it's just not turning screws and pulling wire so even something that doesn't seem like it lines up with the with their ambitions absolutely that having that business training is crucial absolutely well and going back to your technical side of things we have a lot of students that come in who want to do their general education with us so brand new students for example you know 
there's so many barriers that students have to overcome. One of the things that we can help them with is helping them get their feet wet. They can come and be with us a semester, get their general education out of the way, and then they can move on to that technical side on main campus. So we've had an enormous amount of students come in this semester, believe it or not, just for HVAC. Okay, we want to stay a semester with you, and then we want to move forward. Um, That is the great thing about being close to home, that you can, as a brand-new student, learn how to be a good student on your gen ed side and then go up and get your hands dirty (laughs) in those in those technical labs yeah and you know you were talking about business i find it really interesting we have students who come in and say well i just don't you know i want some business classes because i own my own mowing business or you know things like that and i think that's great we can give them those introductory classes we can give them accounting classes so they know how to to make their own business successful yeah so i really like that for students that they can get that hands-on experience there with us and move forward over the last few months, there have been some major initiatives announced that are going to majorly impact your campus and your curriculum, and we're not going to get deeply into that today, but some of the chatter that's coming about that lines up with something that you all are already kind of working toward in regard to your allied health programs, mm-hmm. and this is an area of development that... Uh, Earlier when I said your gen ed classes, you know, you can go and get your English and you can go and get your, you know, your your hundred level math classes and that type of thing. But you all are already specializing in the allied health programs world and you're going to be doing more of that specialization. But talk a little bit about allied health programs and how that's changing for you. So uh, what we offer there is we help you help students to prepare to have their prerequisites done before they actually get into that allied health programs. So, for instance, we have all the anatomy that you need. Uh, That is anatomy one and two. We have medical terminology there on campus. Uh, We have the math requirements there on campus. So we can get you prepared to do the application to get in and get accepted into those programs. Also, let me mention um, something I'm really proud of. We've been working the last couple of years to try to get a nurse aide section on our campus. Uh, We started that pre-COVID, COVID kind of Put you know put the put the uh, brakes on that and then we began again as soon as we could get back in the building and get things up and going. So over the summer, we uh, we hosted three uh, classes, two nurse aid classes, and one Kentucky medication aid class. Twenty five students went through that program in the summer. That was an eight week program, which means that they got to get their certification and they can now set for their state boards, mm-hmm. um, you know, which increases their, um, you know, their attractiveness to employers, you know, it helps them get on a path to get a good career. So that is something else that we're working on. We do have new equipment in the building. Hopefully with the things that you talked about earlier with some initiatives that are coming, we can expand on that, make it better, you know, just get it moving forward. We're just right on the edge of breaking that thing wide open. <laughs> the, the exciting thing is the previous 10 years, you can look back and you can celebrate and you can see kind of where you've been, the path you've created. Mm-hmm. But looking ahead at the next 10 years for your campus is it's going to be it's an exciting truly time. exciting and it and you will marvel 10 years from now you will marvel back 20 years to go wow we started there and and look where we are it's going to be a remarkable change yes yes i like i said we are so excited we've been talking about this for a couple of years and again we go back to that that covid mm-hmm. <laughs> stoppage you know um i think we would have been more advanced in this had that not happened but we are where we are we you know we managed to get through that and we're moving forward we have another section 
uh, lined up for fall for students who want to do that degree or to, to do that certificate. Right. Um, and it's already full. And it doesn't start until October 17th. So it's already full. So I know uh, we're going to run out of time quickly. And there's so I've got about 400 questions <laughs> that I want to ask because I need I like I'm curious about this. So you all will come back. You or you all will come back yes. soon and we can we can get some more. But the sense of urgency that I want to create, you, you're not going to hear it as a sense of urgency. Um, but I will tell you why it's a sense of uh, why you need a sense of urgency. So as as Cindy just mentioned, the current eight week advantage uh, courses just began this last Monday, and where a lot of people would look at that and go, "Well, okay, I I can't get started until the middle of October now because that's the launch." And just like I'm sure on campus, you all think, "Okay, we can catch our breath a little bit because we've started that eight week advantage." Well, n- no, that's not the way it works because whether it's counseling or FAFSA or uh, you know other. Now, it, what you don't want to do is wait until October the 16th to think about this and then then just be thrown into the deep end on the 17th. You need to start today preparing for mid-October so that you're, you're prepared, right? It's part of a process. It is. It is. So we're there every day. We do advising every day. And those uh, sections that are available that begin October 17th are ready to have students put in them. So if you are thinking about that, there is still plenty of time. We have plenty of time to complete your admissions process. We can get that FAFSA up and going. If you haven't gotten it, if you haven't gotten it done, come see us. We have people there who help all the time with FAFSA. Um, We can get you ready to go, uh, get you enrolled in classes, and get everything done that you need. But we need to do that now. Like you say, we maybe could wave a magic wand on October 16th, (laughs) but that magic wand is really tired. (laughs) There are some people who waited until last Thursday and Friday to figure out their August, but Today, they look a little disheveled. Yeah. They probably look like they were in a car accident because there was whiplash involved. Yes, they, you they, will absolutely. feel much better if you start today and then make yourself ready absolutely. for middle of October. And we, we are there uh, Monday through Thursday, uh, and then we are there half a day on Friday. So um, you could give us a call. You can go to the website. Uh, you can you can send us an email. We're out there. All our information is out there. So we'd be more than happy to see anybody who's interested. Sure. Um we're getting calls every day for folks who said, well, I missed that August deadline, but I'd like to see what I could do for October. So there's lots of availability, and we're excited about getting you in. We wasn't sure how these eight weeks were going to go, but this is our second go around. This is our second year, Yeah, and um, I think students are really adjusting well, and they really like it. It seems digestible. It yes. seems like it's only eight weeks, right? Anybody can do anything in eight weeks, and I think it's great branding. Yes, the way that it works. Yes, and I think part of that, too, is that, you know, students in a 16-week section, we all have life, right? We're, mm-hmm. we're college students, but life doesn't stop because we're a college student. That's right. We um, live in a microwave world, too. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, you know, you can you can get through that eight weeks if you have something come up. You think, oh, I only got four left, as opposed to I've got 12 left. Yeah. You know, you're in those classes. and. Like I said, life doesn't stop. We want you to be successful, so we think this is the way to go. You'll come back soon? Oh, yeah. me or someone. All right. Can't wait to hear <laughs> more right. and learn more about the great things happening at ECTC Litchfield. Cindy, good to see you. Thank you. That's you Cindy too. Carmen from the ECTC Litchfield campus. Got to get to a break. Today's water cooler question is coming up. Your chance to win here on In the Know. Don't you worry about a Did you know there are more barrels of bourbon in Kentucky than there are people Surprise me at all. There are 10 million barrels of bourbon what? in uh, Rick houses 
in the in the bourbon you warehouses. Ever, you ever driven the Bluegrass Parkway going through Bardstown? Yeah, and there are only four and a half million people. So, where are your where no. are your your two barrels of bourbon, Sam? <laughs> yeah, that means every Kentuckian gets uh, two and a quarter I barrels of bourbon. I don't think I can answer that question. Can I? <laughs> I? I don't know. Yeah, you don't want to tell the secret location uh-huh. that somebody uh-huh. somebody might take yours. Is, is is the sheriff listening? I don't need him. To... <laughs> <laughs> Did you learn a lot? About the ECTC literature? Yeah, it was really yeah, interesting. That's, that's There's good. a lot of good information. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I always like to, that, that option to go and do your two years here. If you, if you don't know what to do, like I tell my crew members that too. Yes. Some of them are like, I don't really know what I want to do. It's mm-hmm. like, do that. Mm-hmm. Take the time. Figure it out. It's, right. it's better than going, spending two years majoring in X. You- and be Underwater like, I don't, basket like, I don't like this. Yeah, you'll be amazed. Geometry, geometry. Majoring in broadcasting, right? In ten years, what that uh, facility is going to, uh, what it's going to look like, it could be impressive. I uh, did not mention earlier, and I need to. I'm uh, not sure the status of the uh, whether there's traffic moving through or not, but there was a big accident at the 103 mile marker on the Parkway this morning. That's four miles west of Litchfield, so four miles in the direction of uh, Caneyville. And both the east and westbound lanes are shut down to one lane. So my presumption is accident probably in the median. And so not sure how long traffic flow will be. But at least traffic is is apparently moving or was moving. Maybe when it comes time to actually remove the vehicles, they might have to shut that down. But anyway, I'll have more on that later. Here's today's water cooler question. If you've not won in the last 30 days and you're 18 years of age or older, you qualify to win by texting your answer to 270-259-6000, 270-259-6000. You can have your choice. Uh, you can go see the Lumineers or you can go uh, your choice of one of the three theme parks that we have tickets to, but you will have to be the first to correctly identify the answer to the water cooler question, and it is this. About a quarter of women wish their partner would change this about their appearance. About a quarter of women wish their partner would change their appearance. What is it? About a quarter of women wish their partner would change this about their appearance. Text the answer to 270259 Six thousand. Would she be in the twenty-five percent for you? Can't answer that. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask wait, it too. Let me, so. let me say, won't answer that. <laughs> well, I guess she can hear in about five minutes, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't born yesterday, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been at night, but it wasn't last That's night. That's right. We told you earlier this week that brought us foods has introduced a new line called Snoop Loops. So Snoop Dogg cereal, Snoop Loops, and the entertainment world is having some fun with uh, Snoop's new cereal, Jack White from uh, what the White Stripes. Yeah, he <laughs> he said in the press release from Broadus Foods, the photo of the cereal box contains the words "more marshmallows." More than what? He said, if this is in fact a brand new cereal, it can't be more marshmallows than before. Is it a statement that this cereal has more marshmallows than, say, a bag of sand or a typical Caesar salad? Or is it a, I like this, he said, or is it a demand from Snoop Dogg himself that we just have more marshmallows in this world in general? And then someone else posted, Master P um, says uh. that his in, in his Instagram post, the box just says more marshmallow. 
It's not. It's not it's plurals. The box just says more marshmallow. Na, 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 na. <laughs> more marshmallow. <laughs> That's probably uh, what it's actually supposed to mean. Yeah. So, thank na, you. Na, na, na. Th- thank you, Master P. I appreciate that. Uh, Mattel is suing Rap Snacks. Apparently, there's a company called Rap Snacks, and they created a snack that is a Nicki Minaj themed barbecue. It's Nicki Minaj potato chips. Goofy. Did they not think that might not be too happy with? Yeah, I was going to say that's it's, too they close. Didn't even, the font is the same. I mean, look, Nicki Minaj's name is written in the Barbie font. They didn't even like try to hide it. No. I mean, if they would have at least spelled it B R B A R B E E, like you could have at least maybe said, "Oh, well, we were." I think it would be B A R B Y Barbie. Yeah, or Barbie something. Barbecue. But yeah, it's of course, of course, they were gonna. That's dumb. Yeah. They could have said that we're trying to be like Australians it's and put barbe- it on the Barbie. Barbecue honey truffle potato chips I mean, inspired it, by Nicki Minaj. That doesn't sound terrible as far as a chip, but. Scroll, 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 scroll. No, no correct answer as of yet. So we will let you try. Oh, and um, so we'll inter- I'll tell you the answer after the break and then see if we have a winner. Also, I saw something funny. This is as you're heading into a sports season, I want to make sure you can make the proper calls when you see things happen on the field. In a rugby league, apparently they suspended a player eight games for something called an in-match butt grab. So in rugby, apparently, there's there's nothing. It's against the rules to make an in-match butt grab. I can't wait for you to work that into a high school football call. This, no. So if you're out of a match, can you Ed, butt Ed, grab? Ed, Ed, Edmondson County out there grabbing those buttons. Butt grabbing only allowed out of match. Got to get to a break. We'll come back and finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. These points to ponder for today. I wanted you to know. It's not time for news yet. MB's point to ponder for today. Go ahead and let's admit it. We talked a little bit about it last week. What are you kind of snobby about? What are you kind of snobby about? I know I'm snobby about coffee. Um, I used to be about, about peanut about butter, coffee. but after the whole GIF episode, I'm getting better. Got over your snobbery yeah, because I mean, any, it was like you well, just had to get used to it. Yeah. Sam, you're not snobby about coffee? To... No, no. Do you like the McCafe coffee or did you just get used to it? Yes. Okay. I think I, I mean, I. I that's what you like. Yeah, I do. I do like it. I, but I just, it's, I think part of it is, is that I got used to it. I don't like the really dark ones. Okay. Uh, like in, in our, in our fancy schmancy little stand in there, there are some dark ones. Gotcha. There's like a list that, uh. All right. So what are you snobby about? I'm trying to think of something that I might be snobby about, uh. I don't know off the top of my head. I need we to talked think about last it. week about being snobby about iPhones. Like if you have yeah, an iPhone, you yeah. tend to be a little bit snobby. Uh-huh. And I said I think Jeep people probably get a little snobby about Jeeps. Uh-huh. But but admittedly, I'm snobby about certain things. But I think I'm surprisingly not snobby about like things that you might Pens? be snobby about. I mean, I like oh. I like a certain like I think Christy, we both uh, use the same yes. too. I like the Pilot G2. Yes, uh, I mean, it's, yeah. it's a good pen. She uh, likes the G6. All them bottles in the ice. <laughs> 
No, no, sorry. Don't you like that song? I do like the song, yeah. Uh, Honey, do you know what you're snobby about? I mean, I don't. You said peanut butter. Anything else? But am I snobby about anything, really? I don't know. I mean, you could probably say pens. I know you're very particular about that pen. You're particular about certain things, but then really when it comes down to it, it's whatever. Like right now, I'm I'm not using using a great pen brought to us by either Whitney or Natalie. Oh, yeah, cool. I don't know that I'm very snobby. I, I am snobby. I won't. I won't use another pen if this is an option. I will hunt one down. Gotcha. All right. Well, it's okay, well, see, to, be, I know, it's okay to be particular. I think Ken Hallett uses that same pen, too, because I think he's stolen a couple of mine. Oh, yeah. So that's mm-hmm. the trick. A couple of them that, Sometimes that's the trick, Listen, though. Like something that no them. one else Oh, likes. I've learned. Oh, yes. I've, I've got a stash mm-hmm. now. Yes, so they're, do I. They're where the batteries are. Big Brother no, is on not. CBS. No, they're not. I'm not that... <laughs> <laughs> Big Brother is no, on CBS not, yeah. tonight. 60 Days In on A&E and Alone Frozen on the History Channel. Oh, I thought that tonight. was something like on an Elsa. Do you know I got to tell the young lady not too long ago that, that, that Frozen 3 got the green light? And how, you, know how, what, you know what she said? You know what her immediate can response was? Can we go see was? it? Uh, well, she knows the answer to that. She doesn't have to ask. <laughs> I said Frozen. They're going to make Frozen 3. And she said... Wonder what her dress is going to look like. Yeah. <laughs> when is it? I don't know. It'll be a couple of years, probably. Yeah, probably. She'll have but to have one. She, wonder what her dress is going to look like. Today's highlight in history: this date in 1587, Virginia Dare became the first child of English parents to be born in present-day America, on what is now Roanoke Island in North Carolina. Did Roger Lust say he he went to NC State for nine years? That's what he said. Wow. In 1894, <laughs> Congress is to, was he getting like a loyalty discount? Uh, no, like that, were the latter years free? Well, I mean, the one thing I've learned about college is that they'll never <laughs> not take your money. Buy six years, get three years free. Congress established the Bureau of Immigration this date in 1894. The 19th Amendment to the Constitution was ratified this date in 1920. Of course, that allowed women the right to vote. They could have Tennessee to thank for on this date because Tennessee ratified it. Giving it the proper number, the required number. Did you want water cooler answer? Birth- okay, oh, the yeah. water cooler. Say, I'm, I'm, yeah. on the, I'm on the edge of my the seat over water here. Cooler. Oh, by the way, I guess I better check just to make sure. I've been <coughs> sitting over here. Quite the list. No, no one said back hair. Aww. Back hair was the correct answer. I was getting closer. No, no one yeah, said no. ear hair, hair, nose hair. I put okay. facial hair and shaved their heads. So yeah, I guess I, I was in the too. not really. Though. There were lots of you know haircut, beard. Yeah. Like, there are lots of those, but nobody said back hair, and that was the correct answer. Rosalind Carter is ninety five today. Robert Redford is eighty six. Martin Mull is seventy nine. Dennis Leary is sixty five. Bob Woodruff is sixty one. Christian Slater is sixty three. Malcolm Jamal Warner is fifty two today. Theo Huxtable is 52. <laughs> I hope that Malcolm Jamal Warner gets a, garden, a Gordon Gartrell shirt for his birthday. Now, you, neither one of you all probably get the Gordon Gartrell reference. But if you are my age and were a lover of the Cosby show, in particular the Huxtable children, then you know. Well, you can't find it anywhere anymore. No, it's hard to find. Uh, so... Gordon Gartrell was the Ralph Lauren polo of the Huxtable kids oh, days. Oh, okay. Yes, got and it. Theo wanted one. They wouldn't buy him one, so Denise made him one. And let's just say it was not a good knockoff. 
but he had already committed to his friends that he was going to wear it. So he thought that Denise could make him a Gordon Gartrell knockoff, that they wouldn't know the difference. So he went bragging, saying he was going to wear it. And so then when he put it on, then he was stuck because either he had to look like a fool to his mm-hmm. friends or, or, or his say that somebody stole his Gordon Cartrell shirt. So, and uh, Denise was his sister. Andy Samberg. Right? Yeah, Denise was his older yeah. sister. He had two older sisters. Theo was actually the middle child, which is kind of hard to believe. But Vanessa and Rudy were the two young girls, mm-hmm. and then he had two older sisters. Andy Samberg is 44 today. He's funny. Yes, he is. I mentioned Virginia Dare, born this date in 1587. Meriwether Lewis in 1774. Roberto Clemente, this date in 1934. Legendary baseball player. <laughs> You're not going to mention who he played for? Well, I can respect him. Okay. I don't have as much against the Pirates. I mean, they I, were, by the way, they worked Roberto Clemente into one of the final episodes of This Is Us because they were a okay. big Pittsburgh family. Oh. And so they're the fans you've, of the, you've the fully, football team. You fully uh, guaranteed I'll never watch that show now. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's not oh. supposed to play there. Da, 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 da. I was going to say, is Matt Jones a cart to chart topper today? <laughs> He's, that was Gordon Gartrell. <laughs> uh, here's today's chart toppers. Let's go to 1957. Bye bye, love, the Everly love. Brothers. Bye bye, happiness. Hello, loneliness. Okay. Well, we get Muhlenberg County up here in a, in a couple of weeks. Let's go to 1966. Napoleon the 14th. They're coming to take me away. Hee hee, ha ha, ho ho. It was a joke, and so you laughed. You laughed when I had... Can we say there were some funny, weird, funny songs in 1966? That was a little, a little slow. <laughs> Let's go to oh, 1975. Glenn Campbell. And nice one. guys get washed away like Einstein, the snow and the rain. The Einstein Cowboy. <laughs> There's been a Can't do it. Got to keep moving. Late already. Tina Turner, what's love got to do with it? Didn't she have a really good documentary or something recently? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really good. And then in, it's on HBO for HBO Max if you want. Tag team number one. In 93. We've got to add this one. Yeah, we did it last night. It was in the mix. Can you you play songs from that era and not play this one? Well, no. So last night we had another we had, dance party. We had, we had a dance party again last night with a six-year-old. Yeah, but now we have to work very hard to figure out which ones we can play and which ones right. we can't. Mm-hmm. So what we're we're establishing a playlist, and uh-huh. then oh yeah, it was, it was we start with Young MC Bust a Move, and then we just branch off from there. Mm-hmm. And so she's there was one last night in particular that, but we did this one. Okay, we did I Ice did, Ice Baby. Maybe. Uh, Maybe I was out of the room for one. Oh, oh, she got she got indoctrinated in Apache the Sugar Hill oh, Gang last listen, night. Oh, listen, we with got the whole jump on it. Okay, oh, and all goodness. three of us were up <laughs> doing the in round and round. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was good. Yeah, 
MB's pearl of wisdom. <laughs> MB's pearl of wisdom for today. Hope is the only bee that makes honey without flowers. Hope is the only bee that makes honey without flowers. MB's pearl of wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, Jimmy MB, and now you're in the know. <laughs>